Hello, and welcome to That's Not Spit, It's Condensation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to That's Not Spit, It's Condensation. I'm Ryan Beach, and on today's episode, we are going to talk about criticism. Um, this episode will be, I was going to have it be a one take, but this is actually my third first take uh, of the day. I'm not as good at winging it on these solo episodes because I get a little bit self-conscious when I uh, start to meander and start to wander. So I will do my best to keep this short and sweet and yet still try to provide some value on my ideas towards criticism. Part of this is because my content schedule got messed up due to the coronavirus. Part of this is because the coronavirus itself and not understanding how different life is now and how to adjust and how to get myself on board with understanding that my life is not the same as it was. So I have to sort of in some ways go back to the drawing board and figure out what my life looks like now. You know, I'm homeschooling our kids now. There's, I just today actually started taking on or aiming to take on clients and talk about, you know, practicing and how to have efficient practice and that's going to add time. And so it's, it's, it's a constant juggle. And before when the podcast was the only thing I had, I could dedicate every waking hour to editing episodes and making everything absolutely perfect. But because I'm a little bit frazzled and behind, this uh, has sort of, I think, suffered. Maybe on the other side, you guys have not seen that and that would be awesome. I've had some batch content that I could put out that I think is really great. But on my side, I feel I've been slacking a little bit. And interestingly, that will play right into what we're talking about in this episode, which is anyone who has produced content for a length of time understands that when you make a commitment to do something, sometimes parts of your life happen. Sometimes parts of your life uh, that are seen or unforeseen make it very difficult to continue with this thing that you thought you were going to be able to do with no problem. You know, things grow, things change. And so someone who knows what that's like would be far from critical of a possible drop. But someone who has no idea what it's like to produce content and to be there for people and clients and family members and yourself, most importantly, um, they might be critical. They might say, oh, well, I expect a blog post every single week or that's what I'm used to or oh, like the content's a little bit not as good and I want more interviews. Like I'm not saying anybody is, anyone listening to this is that way, but we all know people that are that way where it could always be a little bit better. You could have always have played a little bit better. You could have always have, you know, done that thing, I guess, a little bit better. You could have um, played more musically in a musical context, played more musically, could have played more stylistically. We could have researched more. We, it, there's all these things that could have been more. And we all know those people who are happy to point out all the things that could have been better. And 
my response to this, I, I did a thing on Instagram on my story where I said, would you rather me talk about criticism or myelin, which for those that don't know, myelin is the stuff that wraps around your nerve fibers that helps ingrain, insulate and improve uh skill acquiring. It's like how it's like the more myelin, the stronger the skill. So I thought people might want to talk about that. And overwhelmingly people wanted me to talk about criticism. And I have an interesting take on it. I think an interesting take. Um, it's not unique, but I fall into the category of if you are not someone who knows what it's like to do what I do, you, I don't care what you think. You don't really get an opinion. You can ask me, what is it like to do what you do? And then possibly give me your opinion. But if you're just giving me an unsolicited opinion, there's a good chance I don't care. And I, I very much agree with Brene Brown. This is kind of, I get fired up about this when I think about her and the way she talks about it. In a Netflix special called The Call to Courage, I believe, or A Call to Courage, one of those two, she speaks about this quote that she is spoken and written about often by Theodore Roosevelt, uh, which is the man in the arena speech. And there's this quote from there and it, I'll just read the quote really quick and then kind of talk about what she thinks and then expand upon with some of my thoughts and then we'll get out of here. But the quote is, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. And I love this quote. Maybe I've been influenced by Brene Brown, but I love this quote for similar reasons to her. Uh, she talks about three things that she learned. And the third, the third thing she talks about that she learns always gets me fired up, which is, as you can tell from this quote, if you're not in the arena, I don't have to care what you think. If you're not someone who knows what it is to do, to put yourself out there, to try, to fail, to have the sting of failure eat away at you, and then to have to make the choice, am I going to try again? Is my cause worthy enough to get back up and try again? Now, many of us musicians, we fail all the time, right? We have practice sessions that don't go well or performances that don't go well. And we get back up and we try again and we fail. We go to auditions. I've taken over 20 auditions. There are people who have taken many more than that. And we keep coming back because, and I think I haven't really focused on it when I've read it or listened to it, but that one line in there who spends himself in a worthy cause, I think it's as an aside from the criticism talk, I think that's how we are able to get back up is we have to find something that we believe is worth fighting for, that we believe is worth fighting for. Not that somebody wants us to fight for or somebody else has decided that we should fight for, but that we believe is worth fighting for because it's hard to do anything, to achieve anything is hard. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of failure. Of course, there's some sex, oops, excuse me. 
there's some successes in there, but yeah, there's some successes in there because if there weren't, nobody would do it. Nobody would keep going, but there's a lot of failure and the failure brings growth. So it's necessary. The failure is kind of what pushes you into that next tier and then the success is you what you experience when you've broken through some barrier. And then you set the bar higher and you keep failing until you reach the next t- tier. Now, people who don't do that, you know, maybe they've decided they have their one thing and they've reached a tier that they're satisfied with. And then they're going to sit on their throne while other people are climbing the ladder that they feel that they have already climbed. We're going to look down on those people because they're not doing it as well or as effortlessly as they did it. We do not have to care what those people think because they're not in the same fight that we are currently. Maybe they fought it and in that moment they were feeling the sting of failure, but you can live a posture of failure, success, failure, success. And you can live a posture of I've failed so much that I'm not going to do it anymore because it sucks. And so even to be, even to think that basic, if you are someone who is trying and failing and you hear some criticism from someone who is not trying and failing, you kind of don't have to care what they think. Of course, you can ask yourself, is what they say true? Can it benefit me? But you don't have to internalize it as meaningful to you as a human being. We don't have to make it so personal. And so my experience with this is um, there are people that are that know me. They don't know me well, but they know me. And they saw this image or this persona that I that I portrayed, whether at work or whether you know, in a friend group or something like that. And they get an idea of who I am and what I'm about. And in that case, those people make that decision. And then what it seems like is very little is going to change that. We all have friends that are like that. They, they get used to us as a certain thing. And if we start to break out of that, they're weirdly not supportive. And that's okay. They, they, everyone's got their own stuff. But as you start to progress as I started to progress and I started to make podcast episodes and then to write blog posts and then to start doing more social media and then to start to do live streams. And now just today to start to put myself out there as someone who is going to try to help people develop better practice habits and to develop the amount of independence that I'm hoping that I'm currently developing and that I hope to continue to develop. Uh, They start to get an idea of what they think you are based on who they have decided that you are. So if you're someone who doesn't try, all of a sudden, when you're someone who tries, you're not just a guy who's trying to do better for yourself or you're trying to do something meaningful or worthy. You're just someone who feels like they're better than other people and that you're smarter than other people and that you just, it's just, it's wrong for you to try because who are you to do this? Who am I to start a podcast? I'm a principal trumpet player. Who am I to do that? This is the kind of thing that I feel like I've felt and it presents itself in just kind of like not even non-support. It just doesn't get mentioned. Nobody asks me about it, you know, and that's okay. But I don't have to internalize and say, well, when they say, who are you to do this thing? I don't have to ask myself that question. I can say, well, I'm somebody who's doing it. I'm someone who's trying. And you don't understand that. And that's okay. Uh, 
I don't have to necessarily care what your criticism is, though. Uh, on the other side of things, I work with Karen Kubitis. She has been incredible for me as a human being to grow, but also in my career to help kind of push me forward and understand um, what I have to offer and who I am and offering those kinds of things and just trying, putting myself out there and trying and failing forward and all those kinds of things. I very much care what she thinks, but because she's doing it, she is also trying to fail forward in her own ways and to try to innovate and to try to like serve people and those kinds of things. So I can care what she thinks and I should care and I do care, but people who don't know what it's like to try to do something that's new and hard and icky and gross, I don't have to care what they think and neither do you. So I'm giving you permission. You can give yourself permission. It would be a lot more effective, but I'm giving you permission to not care what the haters and the critics think. And the way that you know if they're a critic or a hater is, are they in the arena? Is their face marred by dust and sweat and blood? If it's not, there's your litmus test. And again, because if we fail, we failed trying. We failed daring greatly, thinking of worthy causes to live our lives for. Not to be cold and timid. We didn't know victory or defeat. We had a life that was just comfortable. That's not what we want. You know, David Goggins, uh, Brian Alsrew on YouTube, there's these, these people that have had such an impact on me in understanding that life is not about being comfortable. Life is about trying and risk and reward and pushing yourself and really stretching your boundaries. And to do that, you will fail. And with failure comes criticism. And so um, maybe this podcast episode uh, can help and give you some encouragement. And if not, um, go read that quote, go listen to Brene Brown, listen to some of Karen's podcast or all of Karen's podcast. There's just so much stuff out there of people that are trying to help and encourage others. And that's the stuff we should be listening to. Those are the things we should be uplifting ourselves with and not listening to the voices of the critics and the haters that do not know us, do not have our best interests at heart and who are only just trying to protect their seat at the table. I guess that's going to be all for this episode. Again, it's kind of a a quick and uh, off the... There's no script or anything like that, so I appreciate you sticking with me to the end here. Um, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, if you wouldn't mind giving it a rating and a review. Uh, if you didn't enjoy it, give it a rating and a review. I just, you know, feedback is great from what you guys want. Also, if you wouldn't mind sharing on social media so other people can hear it, that would be awesome as well. Um, I'd like to thank Brandon Yoakum for his work on mastering this episode of the podcast. If you need to get in touch with me, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at That's Not Spit and That's Not Spit.com. Uh, in the end, the person or people I'd like to thank the most for listening is all of you. It really means a lot that you have joined me in this journey. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. We will see you next time.